Welcome to these live broadcasts again, and uh, I'm excited to be with you studying the Word of God, helping you to understand the Scriptures, and uh, learning everything that God's got for us. We've been studying the healing ministry of Jesus, looking at the different cases of healing, and um, we've got some more exciting stuff to learn today. We've already looked at quite a few of the different cases where Jesus healed people, and uh, tonight we're going to be looking at the 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17. So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd love you to uh, look the passage up. And uh, this is the only gospel that this particular passage is, is taught in. So Luke chapter 17, the 10 lepers. We're going to be looking at how to act on your faith, how to put action to your faith. Uh, it's, what, it's a question that I've been asked. Uh, sometimes when you say to people, you must act on your faith, we kind of almost assume that they know what, what's, what that involves. And there's a lot of confusion surrounding the whole subject of acting on your faith, putting action to your faith. So we want to study this in the Word of God and see some more that the Bible has to say and understand the subject completely. We're going to be looking at six particular types or ways to act on your faith. And really only two of them are correct. Four of them are not correct that we're going to be looking at. Well, one of them, one of the four is potentially correct. Depends. So Luke chapter 17 uh, is the passage of the 10 lepers that came to Jesus. And it says in verse 11, Now it happened as, as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria uh, and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, they met him 10 men who were lepers, uh, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And uh, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And we'll pause there for now and we'll look at uh, maybe depending on the time that we have, we'll look at the rest of the passage toward the end. But um, first thing I want you to notice is the way they approached Jesus. Now, we have been looking at the healing cases of the people that came to Jesus. We've been looking at the different people that approached Jesus, how they approached him. Uh, we're doing this in two different se uh, sections. The first group is all the people that came to Jesus. The second group, which we will still look at, are the, uh, the people that Jesus went to. Now, we, one thing that I've explained is that there's different principles involved in when we approach God or when he approaches us. It seems like a very simple distinction, but it's not. It changes the, 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 the rules, the, the, changes the principles completely when we approach God or when he approaches us. So um, <clears throat> we, what we've seen so far is, uh, is that when people approach God, the Bible lays down the principle. In Hebrews 11, it's uh, verse 6, it says, He who comes to God must believe. When we come to God, faith is required. And you'll notice that all the people that, that came to Jesus, faith was involved in their healing. And we've seen that with every one of them so far. Jesus credited their faith. Faith is mentioned in the passage. Uh, you'll see a different, different set of principles. When Jesus went to them, faith was not involved in the healings. It's a different principle entirely. And we'll do, it, we'll do a very specific study on all of those. But for now, when, when people came to Jesus, the Bible protocol, the Bible principle is that he who comes to God must believe. Also, uh, James talks about when we ask, let us ask in faith. So we've been looking at this. We've seen that as people came to Jesus, faith was required. Now, these 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, which we're looking at, when they approached, <clears throat> when they approached Jesus, or, or put it this way, they approached Jesus, according to what I've just been saying. So the the same principles apply. And you'll see toward the end of the passage, Jesus mentions faith once again. So let's just uh, let's just remind you of a couple of things. When people approach Jesus, we, uh, we've seen a couple of people who, when they approached Jesus, they were not in faith at all. They were more in a, a kind of an unbelieving situation, uh, focused on the problems, focused on the situations. Jesus had to correct them. What we've also seen is some people, when they asked Jesus, they, neither, neither were they in faith. They were more in a neutral position. And uh, one thing I've explained as we've done this series is that when you ask God, when you just say, God, do this, that's just a neutral request. It doesn't involve faith. It doesn't involve unbelief. 
And uh, as we saw last week, when we talked about how to approach God, what we've learned is that when we approach God, we need to learn to put faith in the request. We need to understand what that means. J. Iris, when he came to Jesus, despite how desperate his situation was, he still said, come and lay your hands on her and she will live. He showed confidence in the fact that his daughter would live if Jesus laid hands upon her. And a number of the others, the woman with the issue of blood, showed confidence verbally when she said, uh, if I can just but touch him, I will be made whole. I shall be healed. So a number, of the, a number of the people that we've studied verbally declared their faith. Faith was involved in the request itself or in the lead up or in the approach verbally. And um, so we've, we've spent some time looking at that. I'm not going to repeat that in this session. I'm just reminding you. Now, what were the, the next thing is that a number of the people we've also seen faith was not necessarily involved in their verbal side, but faith was involved in, in their actions. The, the man who was born by four, when he was brought to Jesus by his four friends, they, they, they couldn't get in. They lowered him through the roof. They showed determination to get to Jesus. And uh, it says Jesus saw their faith. I didn't spend a lot of time on that particular part of it when we studied that because we looked at uh, forgiveness and, and connection to healing. But I'm going to pick up on that now. We're going, to, we're going to look at this. It says Jesus saw their faith. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, she verbally declared her faith and faith was also visible in her actions. So uh, we've seen that faith needs to be involved in the approach. But there's two ways that faith shows up when we approach God. First of all, faith can be involved verbally in our verbal declarations, declaring who God is. Father, I have confidence in you. I believe your word. I believe that you will do, that you are able to do what you've promised. So verbal faith is a big part of, of, of the approach, it putting faith into the verbal side of the request. Now, the second thing is, and we've not spent as much time on this, is, is the other way that faith shows up is in our actions. It's in the way we behave, the way we do things. There are certain actions that show faith. On the other hand, and we, don't, we won't really study this tonight, there are certain actions that show unbelief. So faith can show up in your words and faith can show up in your actions. Now, with, the, with some people uh, in, 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 uh, in these gospel accounts, faith was mainly visible in their actions. With others, it was mainly visible in their words. I want you to notice with these 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, uh, to be honest with you, there's no real faith in their request. The, the, the verbal side of it is just a request. It's what I call a neutral request. It says, uh, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, they asked for mercy. Mercy uh, in the Bible, uh, healing is part of the mercy of God. And that's a, another powerful study as it is. Now, they, they declared Jesus. They called him master. You could, you could indicate there's some humility. There's acknowledging who he is in that statement. But there's no faith in the verbal side of the request. They're, they're not saying, have mercy on us because I believe you can do this. I believe that when we ask you, you will heal. So there's nothing verbal in their, their, their actual request. It's a neutral request. Uh, in response to this, Jesus didn't just totally say, no, no, sorry, there's no faith in the request. I'm not helping you. What he did is he helped them. He gave them an opportunity to include faith in their in their approach. And the way he did it with them is, you see, some, it's like, put, it, put it this way, the, the two blind men that we saw previously, uh, Jesus gave them an opportunity to show faith. They also had a neutral request. And Jesus gave them the opportunity to say, he said to them, do you believe? He gave them a verbal opportunity to express their faith. Yes, I believe that you're able to do this. And then Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. With these 10 lepers in Luke 17, Jesus didn't give them a, the, the, the opportunity to verbally express their, their faith. What he did is he gave them an opportunity to show faith in their actions. Uh, and this is when they came to him in verse 13, they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, Jesus responds to their neutral request. It says, when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself selves, plural, to the priests. 
And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Now notice that phrase, as they went, they were cleansed. They, they were cleansed as they acted in obedience to the instruction Jesus had given, had given them. So although there was no verbal faith in their request, there was an action. They did something. And we're going to talk about, as I said tonight, we're going to talk about six, six categories of actions, uh, not necessarily specific actions, but six categories of actions, because people wonder, how do I act on my faith? How do I show faith in my actions? And I'm going to look at six categories. Uh, two of them are correct. Uh, two, three, three of them are incorrect. And one of them is, is potentially correct, potentially not correct. So, uh, and people are confused about this. How do I show action in my faith? So we're going to go through the different types of actions and help you to understand what are actions of faith and what are not actions of faith. You're just acting, just doing something doesn't necessarily mean there's faith involved in it. Some people think, you know, if I'm believing God for healing, then, hey, I need to throw my medicine away because that's an action and I'm acting on my faith. No, no I don't believe that's the right course of action. Some people think, well, you know, I, I don't want to go to a doctor. I'm just going to refuse to go to a doctor. I'm going to refuse to get any medical treatment. And that's going to be me acting on my faith. That is me proving to God I'm in faith. See, that's the problem. People are trying to prove to God they're in faith. You're either in faith or you're not. God knows if you're in faith. You don't have to prove it to him. Okay. I think half the time people are trying to prove things to themselves with actions like that. So we need to understand what are legitimate actions to faith and what what ways can we and should we act on our faith and what ways should we not try to put fake false actions into an imitation kind of faith that's not going to produce results. So here in Luke 17, Jesus gave these uh, 10 lepers an instruction, go show yourself to the priest. Now let's just talk a little bit about that action for a moment, the, the instruction that Jesus gave them. He's giving them an opportunity to act, to do something. Now, the only reason, according to the Old Testament law, or at that time it would be the Jewish scriptures, at that, the only reason a leper would go and show themselves to the priest would be because they have already been healed of leprosy. So a leper who still has leprosy doesn't go show himself to the priest. The priest was the one who could declare them clear and clean and free from leprosy. So when Jesus gave them the instruction, go show yourself to the priest, he was telling lepers who were still sick to go and do something that only a healed leper or someone who didn't no longer had leprosy should do. Now, in the natural, their minds could have looked at that and said, well, hold on, Jesus, heal us first, and then we will go show ourselves to the priest. Now, if they had done that, that would have been a faithless response. That would have been them saying to Jesus, I don't believe your word. I'm not going to act on your word until I see the evidence of it happen. Jesus told them to do something that had to show that they had confidence in the fact that as they acted in obedience, as they did, followed his instruction, it, 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 they would get the results. Many people do not want to act on the word of God until it looks like the word of God will come to pass. You know, I, I, I've taught in Bible school for many years. And I love teaching in Bible schools. I've trained many students. And um, I, the amount of times I've had people say to me things like, you know, God's put it on my heart to go to Bible school. He's dealing with me to go to Bible school. And I've even had some of them say, you know, God's been speaking to me like for years now, three, four, five years to go to Bible school. And every time I, I, I applications come up, I think about it, I pray about it, I write the application out. But, you know, because I don't have the money, I, I, don't, I, I don't do it. I don't put the application in. And I, and I look at those people and I say, well, you see, that's probably why you're never going to end up going to Bible school. When God puts it on your heart to do something, it doesn't mean wait until everything looks like it can happen before you act on that instruction. Uh, I remember when I when God put it on my heart to go to Bible school or even my second year to stay in Bible school. I didn't make the decision to stay based upon whether I had the finances. I didn't have the money. Okay? It was only after I made the decision, I'm staying, I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I acted on that, that the finances came in. Many people refuse to do something that God's put on their heart because they're waiting for everything to look right. You see, these lepers did not just did not stop and say, hold on, Jesus, you're a bit confused. 
uh, Jesus, don't you understand that only healed lepers show themselves to the priest? So you must heal us first. And then once you've healed us, once we have the evidence in the natural, we'll go show ourselves to the priest. No, that's not how it worked. The instruction Jesus gave them was something to act upon where they had to show faith in him. Faith and act upon that even though there was no physical evidence and it didn't look didn't look like uh, didn't look like anything happened yet. And then the Bible says as they went, they were healed. We're in Luke 17 for people who've just just joined us looking at the 10 lepers. So, you see, many people, many people never experience the power of God in their lives because they're not going to act upon anything until it looks right. They're never going to act upon the word. They're not going to. That's why some people say, I'm not going to believe and speak healing until I see I'm healed. Well, then there's no faith in that. The faith is putting confidence in God, in what God said and saying, God, I believe your word. And because your word says it, even though it doesn't look that way in the natural, I believe it's true. And so Jesus gave these lepers an instruction to do, go show yourselves to the priests. And, and, and they acted on that. that was, that's where the faith came out in their actions. In other words, because they had not verbally declared faith, because there was no faith in their approach yet, Jesus gave them the opportunity to show faith. And he gave them an instruction, do something. And as they did it, so we could study obedience, we could study different things. But as they did that, as they acted upon that instruction, that was their faith in demonstration. And uh, then, then, then the, the, the miracle happened for them. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. So now there's, there's other instances. Now I'm going to mention here a different case as well, because I think it's important to, and I, I'm not going to really study this one um, fully by itself. And that is the case of blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, because I want to show you he acted as well in, uh, in uh, uh, let's look at this is in different gospels, Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10, uh, we have the, the accounts of blind, Bartim blind Bartimaeus and um it's, it's Mark chapter 10. It's uh, Jesus and his disciples were near Jericho. And in verse 46, it mentions this man, blind Bartimaeus. He says he was sat by the roadside begging. And then it says, verse 47 says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, son of David, have mercy on me. So he began to cry out, Jesus, help son of David. Now, again, a very neutral request. You could examine his request a little bit, but um, the fact that he acknowledged, he called Jesus son of David was an acknowledgement of who Jesus is. Uh, to, in, in the Old Testament, the, the Bible had prophesied that the, the Messiah would be of the lineage of David and that he would he open the eyes of the blind. That was a very specific prophecy. So by calling him son of David, you could say there was some faith in the verbal side of his request. He acknowledged who Jesus is. You, you are the Messiah. You are the one who is going to open the eyes of the blind. But apart from that, it's a very neutral request. Uh, in verse 48, it says, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more. Now, this is something we've seen elsewhere. See, blind Bartimaeus cries out and the crowd tries to keep him quiet. Now, what does blind Bartimaeus do? He gets more determined. Now, we've seen this a number of times. This is part of the actions. This is part of how faith can be visible is when things try to stop you, when things get in your way, do you back down? Do you quiet down? Or you do, do you drive in and get more determined? So, yeah, it says that they tried to quieten him down. And it says that he cried out all the more. So there's a little bit of determination now showing in this man. There's a little bit of faith starting to come out in, in his actions. He cried out, son of David, and have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still uh, and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. Now the crowd suddenly got interested. Oh, yes, let's come on, Jesus wants you, selfish bunch. Anyway, and now this is what I want you to see in, in verse 50, Mark chapter 10 and verse 50 says this, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. We're talking about the actions here. So far, blind Bartimaeus, and we've not seen much verbal declaration of faith. But the moment Jesus calls him, blind Bartimaeus throws his garment off. Now, why is that significant? Most people don't realize what's going on there. This is, this is an action. 
The, you see, he was a beggar. The garment that he wore was a, a, a beggar's garment. It showed he was a beggar. It showed his status in life. He was a beggar because he was blind. He couldn't do anything. So by throwing his garment off, he is showing that I'm going to Jesus. That is, a, that is an action that's showing I believe I don't need that garment anymore. And I'm going to go to Jesus and I'm not going to need this anymore. So with blind Bartimaeus, there's an action rather than a verbal declaration. And and and, finally, and, and when he got to Jesus, there's a discussion. says, I received my sight. Verse 52, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So we've seen two passages here. I'm covering them together in today's session. The 10 lepers and blind Bartimaeus. And both of them, there's some kind of action involved in them receiving the miracle. And this is what we want to understand. As I said, many people uh, know that they, that faith should have action. Many people do have been told, oh, act on your faith. You know, you've got to show action. Faith must come out in your actions. But a lot of people are confused. In fact, I even had someone ask me specifically, who's reading some articles on my website and said to me, how? It's all good and well to tell me act on my faith, but how do I do it? How do I do it? Um, if I'm believing God for, for, for healing, is in action me refusing to go to the doctor or refusing to take medicine or, or, or doing something, throwing my medicine away? Is that the action that's going to go with my faith? Some kind of dem demonstration that I believe that, that I'm in faith. Keep listening because I don't want you to do the wrong actions. I believe a lot of people are doing the wrong things. They're not doing actions of faith. They're doing other kinds of actions that are not demonstrating their faith and, and are not connecting with their faith. So let's, let's look at this issue. We're going to go through six types of actions today and help you to understand the ones that, are, that, that we do need to go with our faith. Before we get there, let's look quickly at James chapter 2. And this is the one that most people know about where it talks about faith Faith and works, or, or we often say actions, just to help you to understand the, the, the way it's translated there. James chapter 2, verse 17. James 2, verse 17 says this. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, works there is referring to actions. It says faith by itself. Now, I, I, I want to highlight that phrase, by itself. Faith by itself. See, I call that lonely faith. That's faith by itself. How many of you like being lonely? Well, faith does not like being lonely. Faith doesn't want to be by itself. It wants companionship. It wants something to go with it. And James is explaining to us in this passage what companion faith likes to have with it. Faith keeps company. Uh, it likes the companionship of actions. But faith by itself... If it does not have works, you see, that's where, that's where it shows that's the, that's, that's the company faith wants. If it does not have works, is dead. In other words, something that's dead doesn't produce any results. So faith, lonely faith, doesn't produce results. Now, you can have faith, but it can be lonely faith. Let's make sure we've got the right companions with our faith or companion to make sure that our faith isn't lonely and that there is demonstration. Now, as I've already said to you, there's two things really that go with faith. One is the verbal declaration of who God is, showing faith in your words. The other one is faith in your actions. And these are the, this is what we're focusing on tonight, faith in your actions. Last week, we talked about a lot more about the faith in your words. The James chapter 2 verse, uh, let's read the next verse, verse 18 uh, says this, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. So he's speculating. So someone's going to say, oh, that's great. You've got faith. I've got works. I've got actions. Uh, and uh, he, his response here is, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Show me your faith without your works. In other words, you can't. You cannot show that there is faith present unless there's some kind of external visible demonstration. That's why a lot of people say, oh, yes, you know, but I am in faith. I'm, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God for healing or for answered prayer. And then you say to them, come, let's believe God. And they go, oh, yes, no, but I am in faith. But, you know, I just don't understand why it's not working. And when you look at them, there's no verbal 
faith coming out in their words. There's no faith coming out of their actions. What they mean is somewhere deep inside my heart, I believe God, I'm in faith, but I'm certainly not going to show it. And this is what James has said. Show me your faith without your works. The implication is you can't. If there is faith present there, it's going to come out visibly in some way. And then he says this, and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, I can show you that there is faith present by the actions that are going with it. If you remember uh, the, the, the man who was carried by four and lowered through the roof, who we studied a few weeks ago, uh, there was no verbal declaration of faith with them. But it says this, when Jesus saw their faith, see, how do they see their faith? Same thing as what James is saying. Yeah, I will show you my faith by my works. Jesus saw their actions. And in those actions, he saw faith was present in those people and ministered to them. So we've seen yeah, the 10 lepers. When they, when they came to Jesus, they didn't have any visible faith in their words. What Jesus did is he gave them the, an opportunity to act. He gave them an instruction, go show yourself to the priests. And as they acted on that instruction, they got the results. We've seen blind Bartimaeus tonight, that um, when Jesus called him, he, he had had no verbal declaration of faith, but when Jesus called him, he threw his beggar's garment off. That was an action. That was some kind of visible thing in him showing, I believe I don't need that anymore because I'm going to Jesus to get healed. So actions must go with faith. That's the foundation. Now let's look at this in detail. Let's study this. As I said, tonight I'm going to look at six types or six categories of actions because people are confused. They, they ask this, how do I act in my faith? A lot of people are, are doing different actions thinking, is this faith? If I do this action, is this going to show my faith? First of all, if you have to ask that question, then probably not. <laughs> okay, a lot of the actions of faith, blind Bartimaeus sitting by the roadside, it was not sitting there thinking, right, when Jesus calls me, how am I going to prove to him I have faith with some actions? I know, I'll throw my biggest coat off. It was a spontaneous action from him that came out of a heart of faith. You see, many people are trying to figure out the actions. If you've got to figure it out because you try, well, how can I show my faith? Then, then you've probably missed it already. Okay. Many of those kind of actions are spontaneous. They come out of the heart of a person. So let's look at six types of actions. The first type of action that I want to discuss um, is actions that are based on the word. Actions that are based on the word. If you want to know how to act in your faith, this is the first type. This, this one is one of the accurate ones. Out of these six I'm going to give you, not all of them are, are, are actions that we should actually have with our faith. Some of them are the wrong actions, and some of them are fake faith, imitation faith. And people are doing things that are fake. They're imitation. They're not actually actions of faith. They think they're acting on their faith. They're not getting results, and now they're confused. It's because the actions are not really faith-based actions. So the first type of action that we want is actions that are based upon the word. Now, the word, the word shows us that there are things to do in connection to faith. Uh, now, to be honest with you, the first one of these we've talked about already, the first one is speaking. The first action that goes with your faith is your words. If you really want to have action to your faith, then then. Put it in your words. That's one of the first ways to do it. Speaking, speaking, speak is a verb to do, to speak. I speak, you speak. It is an action. It is a verb. So by speaking, you are doing something. It is a doing word. I am speaking. That means that this is the action that I'm doing. So we need to associate my words with an action. It's not always the big demonstrative actions that come first. This is the first type of action that you are speaking. Now, if you think about it, we received Jesus by faith. Uh, and I'm talking about being born again. When we became a Christian, we received Jesus by faith. And this, the, the, only act, the only things that are required to receive Jesus is the Bible says, believe in your hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess him as Lord Confess him with your mouth and says, for with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when it comes to being born again, which is which is a release of faith, the only two things that are required are believing and speaking. 
So actually, and you don't you don't have to do some other great action. You don't have to go and hang on a cross. You don't have to go. Jesus did all of that with 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 faith for salvation. The only action you need is your words, right? So actually, I would say speaking is the primary action. See, many people are refusing to go to the doctor. They're trying to throw their medicine away. They're trying to do all kinds, and they, they're, they're trying to do all kinds of actions to their faith, and they're not even putting the word on their mouth. They're not even speaking that. Get that right first before you try to get all kinds of other actions going in your life. Okay. Now, so the first biblical action, the first type of action that is based upon the word is speaking. And the second, this is this is still category one of the actions, uh, actions that are based upon the word. Another type of action that is based upon the word are actions that come out of determination. And we've seen this with the with the healing ministry of Jesus. You see, determination over and over again in these biblical uh, these gospel healings that we're studying, we see people have to be determined. The, 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 the two blind men, they, they, they gave Jesus a very neutral request. There was no faith in their request, and but they followed Jesus despite the fact that they were blind. They had to follow him, what could have been across town, and show determination. Now, for them, the action was following Jesus all the way across town from one house to another. Now, that, you see that you can't say, well, does that mean if I copy that action and I follow, walk around town, I'm going to get healed? No. For them, their action came out of the response of determination, and determination is a biblical characteristic of faith. Okay? The woman with the issue of blood, she pressed through the crowd. Some people, uh, Someone said to me, well, she just kind of came up with whatever action she wanted. No. Her action was motivated by a heart of determination. So that action came out of determination to get something. The men who ripped the, the roof open and lowered the man down, that was an action that went with their faith. But it wasn't just the action itself. It was the fact that it was motivated by determination. So actions that are motivated, that show a person is determined to receive, those kind of actions I would class under word-based biblical actions to act on your faith. For, for different people, that might be different things. You might have to push through something. You might have to drive. You might have, you know, with one group, it was dig a hole in the roof. The other was follow Jesus across town with the woman with the issue of blood. It was pressed through a crowd. But their actions showed determination. Again, these are not actions you can you can sit and think, hmm, how can I show determination? The, this, this comes out of the heart. A person who is determined does it. They show it. They press in. So these are word-based actions. Okay? Um, now, we could go through others. There's other actions that are specifically in, in, in the Bible. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 shows a number of actions that go with faith. One of them was, uh, is, was, was uh, the Bible says that by faith, Noah prepared an ark. Now, when God gave Noah an instruction, there's a flood coming. Noah began to build the ark. He began to prepare. In other words, preparation, getting ready for the fulfillment of God's word. So sometimes preparing, you see, I, I remember years ago, and I'm not trying to criticize when I use this as an example, and, and, and nobody knows the names and the person, but I'm trying to just illustrate this. I remember years ago, I, had, I was helping, helping a woman who was in a wheelchair and, uh, you know, she was, oh, I want God to heal me. And she, her beliefs were a bit muddled up and stuff, but she was, you know, a sincere person. I was trying to help her. I tried to help her over a period of time. But one of the things she said to me was this. She says, this was in England where, you know, people on disabilities get financial benefits and help. Don't have any problem with that. But one of the things she said to me is this. She said, you know, I, I don't know what, what I'll do if I get healed. She said, I'll lose my car. I have a, a disability car and I'll lose my benefits. And I don't know how I'll survive financially if I get healed. And I thought to myself, right there, it's probably why you're not getting healed. Because if a person is in faith and saying, Lord, I trust you that, I'm, that you're going to heal me. First of all, they're also going to say, God, and once I'm healed, I'm going to have to trust you to provide for me as well. But actually, if a person is in a position like that, then they should start making some preparation. If, if I'm going to lose my disability car when I get healed, maybe I need to start preparing. And or even if it's just preparing my faith to believe God for a car and get my finances ready to show I'm healed. 
One minister that I know some of you would have heard of him as well, when he was on his deathbed, he was dying, paralyzed, and, and everyone told him he was going to die. One of the things he started to do was prepare sermons to preach. And he, he began to get ready, prepare. What he was doing is he was preparing to be healed. In some way, show that I'm preparing to be healed. Uh, it's like um, it's it's like when a when a, when a couple is a couple are going to have a baby. They 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 you know a woman's pregnant. The couple's going to have a baby. We call we say that they are expecting, and because they are expecting a baby. They they start to get ready even before that baby is born. They they very often they prepare the room. They they even start looking at names. They sometimes buy clothes and buy baby toys and they they do different things to prepare. Why they are expecting a baby. So you see the these are word based actions. Now I can't tell you specifically what action, but speaking is an action. We've looked at that one. Determination actions that come that show a person is determined to receive. These are these are biblical actions. And and the the, the other one here that I've given an example is preparation. If a person is starting to, in some way to prepare to be healed. To prepare to get to, to to show in their actions, I'm getting ready for the day when I'm healed. I'm getting ready for the day when I don't need the benefits or I don't need these different things. In some way, I'm preparing. Those those are those are word based actions that can show your faith. So the first type of action for people who've just joined us, we're looking at six categories of actions. Uh, that of ways to act upon the word or six ways that people do act. Not all of them are accurate. Some of them are, are not the way to act upon the word. The first one we've just looked at is actions that are based upon the word. Things that the word shows us to put with our faith, preparation, speaking, determination, actions that come out of those things can be word-based actions. And the second type of action that goes with faith are spirit-led actions. In other words, these are not specifically things that the Bible tells you do this to show your faith, but they are things that the Holy Spirit leads a person to do. Now, with blind Bartimaeus, we've been looking at blind Bartimaeus and the 10 lepers die. With blind Bartimaeus, no, the Spirit of God didn't lead him to throw his, his, his coat or his beggar's coat off. He did that as a spontaneous. That was him preparing. That was him showing, I don't need that anymore. I'm preparing to be healed. Okay, with with the ten lepers, the the action that went with their faith was an instruction. Jesus told them, "Go show yourselves to the priest." So it wasn't up to them to decide. Oh, how can I show my faith? I know what I'll do. I'll go show myself to the priest. No, they didn't come up with that action. This was this was an instruction. It was it, it, they were shown what action to do. Okay, so many times the Holy Spirit will lead a person and sh show them something specific, and the this is this is a correct type of action. Now let me say this: this does not mean every time you're believing God for healing or for for finances, this does not mean every single time the Holy Spirit will show you a specific action. Sometimes He doesn't show you an action, and if He doesn't show you an action, then just act on the word. Do the ones that go with the word. Right. Um, I remember many years ago, I was believing God for some finances. I needed quite a few thousand pounds. This was when I was at Bible school 20 years ago. Wow. Time goes. And um, and the spirit of God, I needed, you know, 10, around $10,000. I had about $40. This was in America um, where, where I went to Bible school. And the spirit of God led me, put it on my heart to give a minister $20. Now, I sat on this for a few weeks, and it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. It's because I, I kind of quickly concluded, I've got $40. I need $10,000. doesn't make any difference if I give $20 away, okay, because I still, <laughs> I'm still nowhere close to what I need. I was intimidated to walk up to this particular minister and give it to him, um, and I was holding back, and I wasn't doing it. And the Spirit of God put it on my heart. He said to me this. He says, unless you uh, obey what I've told you to do, you're not going to get your Bible school fees. And I, I thought, okay, I need to do it. And I, I made a decision to do it that particular day. And I went to that minister. I grabbed him after a meeting and I put the money in his hand. I said, God's just told, told me to, to give this to you, not in the offering, to give it to you personally. Now, that was the Holy Spirit leading me to do something. Now, it's amazing because right after that, the blessings came. Right after that, I was given thousands of, thousands of dollars 
to help me get through that year in Bible school. God blessed me. So for me, the release of faith was doing something specific that the Holy Spirit showed me to do. You see, the problem is someone hears, oh, I see. Someone told, oh, see, God told Owen to give $20 and he got blessed out of it. Um, I know what I'll do. I'll give someone $20 and I'll expect the same blessing. No, you see, there's a difference between God leading me to do an action and you copying my action. A lot of people copy what someone else does. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. You can't copy someone else's actions and expect the same results. When the Holy Spirit has led someone to do something that is a spirit-led action and their results, their healing, their answered prayer, their breakthrough is connected to them doing what the Holy Spirit has told them to do. Okay, uh, In the Old Testament, uh, Naaman, Naaman the Syrian, we've mentioned him a couple of times already in these, in these, in these studies. Naaman the Syrian was directed by... Uh, uh, by the prophet, he was directed to go dip in the Jordan River seven times to get free from his leprosy. Now, and when he did it, then he got free. That was a an action he was led to do. You see, someone else could look at that and say, oh, okay, so that's the way God heals you of leprosy. Let's get all the lepers and get them to dip in the Jordan River seven times. And you know what would have happened? All of the lepers would have dipped in the river, river Jordan seven times, and they would have come out seven times later still with their leprosy. Because they, they were not led to do that. They were just copying someone else. In the Old Testament, God, God gave Israel the battle plan to go around Jericho, to march for seven days uh, around the walls of Jericho in silence once a day for seven days. And on the seventh day, they were to march around seven times in silence. And on the seventh time, they were to shout and roar. And, and, and that was the battle strategy that God led them to do. And that won the victory for them. And they 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 they, they, they won the battle against Jericho. Now that doesn't because the Holy Spirit led them with that action that once doesn't mean that every battle they went into after that, they could think, hmm, this is what how God told us to do it last time. Let's march around the, the walls of every battle we go to, shout and scream on the seventh day, on the seventh time, and we'll win the battle. No, they would have found that didn't work. See, spirit-led actions are unique to the person and unique to the situation. And you can't just copy them and expect the same results. So, but you need to make sure you hear from God. This is important. Many people are coming up with actions in their own heads and they say, oh, this is what I've got to do. There's a difference between you coming up with an action in your head and the Holy Spirit specifically showing you an action. And we'll get to that in a, in a moment. But the first two, two categories of actions we've talked about, and these are the correct ones, is actions based upon the word and actions that are uh, directed by the Holy Spirit. In other words, spirit-led actions. The Holy Spirit has shown you to do these things. Now, the third type of action, I'm going to split this one off. It's similar to the second one, but I'm going to split it off as, as a separate category of actions. The third kind of actions are actions that a minister or someone else tells you to do. Now, in Jesus' case, Jesus told the lepers uh, to go, go show themselves to the priest. Uh, in, in Naaman, the Syria, in Naaman uh, Elisha, the prophet, told Naaman to go um, dip in the Jordan River. See, sometimes God gives instructions through someone else. And very often it'll be a minister or someone who's praying for you. But I want to split this off as a separate category for a reason, because instructions that somebody else gives you says, well, if you do, you do this, act on your faith. Um, you've got to realize that, that this, those instructions are only going to work if that person has heard from God. In other words, just because a minister tells you to do something to act on your faith, the only way it's, it's only going to carry power and results if the minister heard from God to tell you to do that thing. There's a lot of ministers out there that are just telling people to do things out of their, their own heads. I remember years ago, I was in a church and there was a man in a wheelchair uh, and it's not the same person I mentioned earlier. That was a woman in a wheelchair. There was a man in a wheelchair at this church and the minister decided one day, I'm going to tell this man to get out of his wheelchair and, and, um, and, 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 that, and, and I'm going to tell him, you must act on your faith. You must do something. So in front of everybody, 
church of a good 400 people in front of everybody. The minister from the pulpit said to this man, you get, you get out of your wheelchair and you, and you show God, you put some action to your faith and show God that you believe. And everybody watched as this man struggled to get out of his wheelchair and flopped to the floor. No results. Nothing happened and didn't get healed. Now, let me tell you this. If, if God tells a minister to give an instruction and if somebody does something, they'll be healed. If that comes from God, then when that person does that thing, there should be results. Okay. In this case, I don't believe that was God speaking. I believe this minister came up with that action out of their own heads. They decided, I'm going to tell this person what to do. Now, I have seen cases where the Holy Spirit has led a minister and told them to tell someone, get out of a wheelchair. And, and because it is a, a spirit-led action, when that person does it, the power of God hits them and they healed. But I've also seen cases like this when ministers just decide themselves what they're going to tell somebody. And, 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 and because the minister is trying to say, well, you must act on your face. So this is what you must do. And it's not led by the Spirit of God. It's coming out of the minister's head. Okay. Now, the sad thing is with that particular man, that minister didn't learn his lesson. He did it the next week. And he did it the next week. And I think he did it six or seven weeks in a row to that same man. Every time he fell on the floor, flopped on the floor, didn't get healed. And to be honest, that was embarrassing. My heart just wrenched inside of me. And I thought that is just so not coming from God. And it was sad. And everyone was excited. Yes, get up out of your wheelchair. Come on. And they were all cheering him on. And that wasn't coming from God. That was not a spirit-led action. Okay. So you see, there's a lot of ministers out there that know what well, people must act on their faith. So instead of that minister hearing from God in their own heart, a word from the Lord to the person they're ministering to, that minister out of their own heads is coming up with actions and telling me, you must do this. This is what you must do. This is what you must do. And it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. So this is why I said this is a category by itself. If a minister gives an instruction that is from God, they have heard from God just to, to, to someone to act on the word, then that is great. If the person acts on it, follows the instruction, I believe results will follow. But if a minister is just speaking out of their own head, telling people to come up with things to do this, then then th th those actions are not going to be the right actions that go with faith. And I, I'm probably going to get criticized for saying this because there's some ministers who just, I, I know ministers out there who just go around telling people to do all kinds of things. Well, I, I even, you know, was recently told by one uh, one person, a minister said to them, you know, I'm a man, I'm a person of God. I'm a man of God. And therefore what I tell you to do is the word of the Lord. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to understand this. Just a minister, their words only carry the authority of God when they're coming from God, when that no minister has just everything that they say to a person is the word of the Lord, right? That minister has got to hear from God as well. <coughs> and if they're not hearing from God and they're just speaking out of their own heads, then, it, then, then you're not accountable to just follow it just because some minister told you to do it. Right. You need to understand that some ministers think it's their job to just come up with all the actions. No, I, if I ever tell someone an action, it's going to be because I believe I've heard from God and I've checked with my heart that, I, that, that I've heard from God. Otherwise, I'm going to tell people to do things based upon the word. All right. No human speaks with ultimate God-given authority where every word that they say is from God. And, 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 and the Bible teaches us that we're to judge what, what other people say. You're to judge what a minister says. We're to check out, is it is, is coming from God? Check your own heart. People say, how do I know if what the minister is saying is coming from God? Check your own heart. You've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. If, if in your heart, you just don't believe that is, that's the word of the Lord. It's just coming from them. You're not, a, you're not obliged to follow it. You, you, you are accountable to follow your heart before you are accountable to follow someone else and what someone else says. Follow your heart. Listen to your heart. Make sure you get it right and act upon things that are actually coming from God. Right. So the, we, we're looking at six categories of action. The first action is is actions that are based upon the word things like things that come out of determination things that show you're preparing your words those are actions based upon the word the second type of action spirit-led action this is when the holy spirit specifically directs a person to do something and it is coming from god and 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 spirit-led actions produce result those are kind of actions to act on your faith the third kind of action similar to the second one but 
I did it as a separate category, are actions that are based upon what someone else tells you to do, a minister. And in that category, if that is coming from God, if that minister is giving it from the word of the Lord, then it is a spirit-led action. Go with it. If they are just speaking out of their own head and telling you, do this to act on your faith, and it's not coming from God, they've not heard from God in that action, then that is not a spirit-led action, and, and you're not accountable to follow, follow after it. Now, the fourth kind of action, and we're getting into all the wrong ones. These are, these are, these are the ones people do that are, that, that are not accurate, and these are not the way to act on your faith. The fourth kind of action is copying other people, copying other people. There's a lot of people that think, you know, well, you know, I, I saw someone do something. I saw somebody in a wheelchair try to get up and, and God's power hit them and they were healed. So that means if I do that too, I'm going to get healed. No, it doesn't. You're just copying someone else. Just copying is not faith. All right. Uh, there's a lot of people. Churches do this. You get it. You get a church where God has told to do a particular program in their church and God leads a church to do something and they do it. And it's powerful. The church grows. People are blessed out of it. And hundreds of other churches see that church doing something and think, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to copy it. I will do that, too. And it ends up being a drain on resources. It doesn't produce results. It doesn't produce fruit. And it's because God never led that, that church to do it, too. There's a lot of copying going on in the church. And people people heard about someone else who didn't go to a doctor and, and they got healed. So, well, I'm going to do what they did. I'm going to copy them. Copying the, the actions of other people is not faith, right? If you're just copying someone else, that is not acting on your faith. You've got to find your own actions from the word and hearing from God. So that is, that is a wrong category of actions. Now, related to that, but I'm doing this as a separate category, the fifth type of actions are coming up with your own actions, coming up with your own actions. Now, uh, someone said to me, well, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, she came up with her own actions. She decided to press through the crowd. Now, I covered that under category one. That was a response from her to a biblical principle of determination. She pressed through the crowd to show the determination. I don't think she sat at home thinking, hmm, how can I prove I'm in faith? I know what I'll do. I'll press through the crowd. Okay. A lot of times, if you've got to sit and think, how can I show I'm determined? Hmm. If, you, if you're in that, you've missed it already. Actions of determination very often are spontaneous. Blind Bartimaeus threw his garment off. That's not because he sat for days thinking, how am I going to act on my faith and prove I'm in faith? That was a spontaneous action that came out of a heart of preparation, believing that I'm, that I, that I'm going to receive my healing. Okay, but a lot of people come up with their own actions. They sit and sit around and decide. They not follow. It's not something the Word shows them to do, and it's not something that the Spirit of God is showing them to do. They just decide. I know how do I? How can I act on my faith? I know what I'll do. I will refuse to go to the doctor. Okay, now God hasn't led them not to go to a doctor. There is nothing in the Word of God that says do not go to a doctor. But in their own head, they decide this is the action that I'm going to prove my faith with. And there's a lot of people that are doing it. And they're, not, they're not getting any better. They're not getting any, any, any results out of it. Okay, Just deciding yourself, I'm going to refuse to go to a doctor, is not an action that goes with faith. This is something you've come up with out of your own head. Someone says, you know, I'm going to refuse to take medicine. That's not, that's not just – see, that is an action – but it's not necessarily an, a word-based action that's coming out of faith unless the Holy Spirit specifically led you to do that. But a lot of people are just deciding, this is what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this. This is the action. Okay, Just coming up with your own actions is not, uh, is not the action that goes with faith. Um, people think they're almost going to try and prove to God I'm in faith. I'm going to do some big demonstration to prove to God. You're not trying to prove to anybody. God knows whether you're in faith or not. This is not about proving to God you're in faith. God knows if there's faith in your heart. All right. This is this is about spontaneous actions that come out of the heart that are that are based upon the Word or led by the Holy Spirit, not just actions you come up with out of your head. There's a lot of Christians who, who've heard about healing who are refusing to go to doctors and they're spending year after year after year sick and not getting results. Because, and, the, and everyone, someone says, you should go to a doctor. And they go, no, no, I'm acting on my faith. No, you're not. No, you're not. 
unless the Holy Spirit has specifically led you to do that, right? It's got to come out of the heart. Many times these kind of actions are empty. They're, 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 they're empty actions that have no faith in them. They're external demonstrations that people are trying to prove something to themselves and prove something to God, right? That's why I say to people, go to, if you're sick, go to a doctor, right? The doctor, doctors are not trying to, to work against God. You can be in, you, you should be, you can be and you should be in faith even if you go to a doctor. And if you've got to take medicine, you don't have to stop taking your medicine and say, well, that's acting on my faith, unless the Holy Spirit specifically shows you to do that. But you take that medicine. Some people say, well, is, does medicine prove I'm not in faith? No, it doesn't prove anything. You take that medicine, you hold it up to God, and you say, Father, I thank you. I'm not relying on this pill. I'm relying on you. You're my healer, and I thank you for that, and I thank you that by Jesus' stripes I'm healed Take that pill in Jesus' name. I'm healed because God healed me, not because medicine healed me. <laughs> That's how you do it. Don't be intimidated to take medicine or go to doctors, all right? But a lot of people are just doing these kind of actions. What they're trying to do is they're trying to force a miracle with their actions, things that they come up with out of their head, and they're missing the word-based actions and the spirit-led actions, okay? Now, the sixth type of action, it's it's follows on from that now it's related to that the sixth way that people try to act on the word uh, is actions that are motivated by fear and denial right a lot of people and, and we'll go back to the one about going back to the doctor a lot of people are saying i'm not going to go to the doctor because i'm believing god and that's me acting on my faith and 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 really when you look at it there's no faith in that they are afraid to go to the doctor because they're scared what the doctor's going to tell them and they don't want to face the fact that they might have something serious. So they're in denial and fear, and they're calling it faith. No, that's not faith. Actions that come out of fear, that are motivated by denial, you, you don't want to face the facts, you don't want to look at situations, don't call those word-based, faith-based actions. Okay, uh, Throwing your medicine away, refusing to take medicines. Uh, refusing to have medical treatment. These are not faith. These are not actions of, for a lot of people that are coming out of faith. They're not led by the Holy Spirit. They're not directed by the word of God. They're motivated by fear. People don't want to get a bad doctor's report. Okay. Now I covered a couple of weeks ago, what happens when you do get a bad doctor's report? Well, you might want to go watch that, that, that Bible teaching when we looked at, um, you know, when things start to go wrong, you get bad news. You just stand on the word of God. You boldly declare, I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to hear what he has to say so that I know what I'm dealing with, but I'm not moved by that. I'm going to face the fact what the doctor says, but my faith is not going to be shaken by that. And I'm going to keep declaring that God, God's power is working in my life. All right. So try doing things that are motivated by fear and denial are not actions of faith. Uh, some people just don't want to don't, don't want to face don't want to face the facts. They don't want to face face the truth uh, in the natural realm. Okay, ninety nine percent of the time, things like throwing away your medicine, refusing to go to the doctor, refusing to have medical treatment, refusing to to have surgery. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, those actions have nothing to do with faith. Well, a lot of times there are there are occasional instances where the Holy Spirit specifically tells one person. And it is a spirit-led action. Like I said, you can't copy someone else's spirit-led action. There are sometimes the Holy Spirit leads a person specifically to, to not do one of those things. But most people who are not doing those things are refusing to take medicine, refusing to go to doctors, refusing to have medical treatments, and they're calling that action of faith. Those are coming out of their own head. They're not motivated by, motivated by the word. They're not motivated by the Holy Spirit. They're not actions of faith, and people are not getting results because they're not actually acting on their faith. They're acting on their fears. They're acting on their denial. They're acting on their own head, Okay. So we've looked at six categories of actions. The first kind of action are actions that are based upon the word. If you want to know how to act upon your faith, go to the word first. See how the word shows us. The word shows us that, that things like determination. If you Actions that come out of determination. I'm going to press through the crowd. I'm going to keep pushing into the word. I'm going to drive into the word. Those kind of actions are actions of faith. Preparation is a word-based action. This is when someone says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start to prepare to be healed. I'm gonna get ready for my results in some way. Okay. 
preparation, determination, those kind of things. Speaking, that's a word-based action, speaking the word. So the first type of actions are word-based actions. The second type of actions are actions that are led by the Holy Spirit. And as I said to you, the Holy Spirit is not going to specifically give you an action every single time you pray and every single time you believe in for healing. Sometimes you just go with the word-based actions and there are no spirit-led actions. You only do a spirit-led action when the Holy Spirit actually leads you with one. Okay? Um, So those are the correct ones. Third one are things that ministers tell you to do. Now, as I said, a minister, an action that a minister tells you to do is only going to work if that minister has heard from God. If that minister is just coming up with it out of their own heads and telling you what you must do to act on your faith, and it's not based upon the word and it's not based upon the Holy Spirit, then you're not accountable to go with that. And, and that's a wrong type of action. Instructions from ministers, I'll do this to act on your faith, are only going to work if they're coming from God and they're based upon the word and they're based upon what the Holy Spirit has shown that minister. Um, the next type of action, the, 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 there was one, two, three. The fourth is copying other people. Don't copy other people's actions, okay? That's not that's not going to get you results. The fifth time is just coming up with your own actions. I'm going to do this to prove I'm in faith. No, if it's not coming out of a spontaneous reaction out of your heart, then it's not a, it's not a faith-based action. Too many people are just trying to come up with things out of their own heads, trying to prove things to themselves and prove things to God, and it's not acting on their faith. And the the last one is actions motivated out of fear and denial. People don't want to face the fact they're afraid to get bad news. So they refuse to go to a doctor and then say, I'm acting on the word. No, that's not acting upon the word. That's your fear speaking, not your faith. Okay. So let's make sure we've seen here, blind Bartimaeus, he acted upon the word. He threw his garment off. That was an action from that came out of his own heart. That was his preparation. He was saying, I believe when I go to Jesus, I'm not going to need that garment anymore. (laughs) okay and then jesus said your faith made you whole the other passage we've looked at tonight is the 10 lepers the 10 lepers they the jesus specifically gave them an instruction he said go show yourselves to the priest and as they acted in obedience to that spirit-led instruction so you got the minute the the reaction that the instruction came from jesus but why did jesus tell tell it i don't believe jesus just thought hmm i know what i'll do i'll tell them to go and go and and show themselves to the priest no jesus said that because the holy spirit led him to say that that was a spirit-led action through the minister and for the 10 lepers that by by acting on that spirit-led action that that spoken to them by jesus by acting on that they got their results so we've seen uh, through uh, just summarizing the last few weeks, that faith needs to be demonstrated in your words and in your actions. It needs to come out when we ask, when we approach God, when we ask God for things, verbalize your faith. We covered that last week. Speak out who God is, declare who he is. But then alongside with that, put actions, show de- you show determination, prepare to get ready for the fulfillments of God's word and anything specific the Holy Spirit leads you to do. If the Holy Spirit's not leading you to do a specific action, then go with the word-based actions. Amen. So I hope I hope that helps people to understand how to act upon the word of God and also how not to act upon the word of God and how not to act in faith. Actions that are of faith and actions that are not of faith. That'll help you. You see, just let me end on this. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel, um, you know, God had brought them all the way to the promised land. He brought them to to uh, the land that he had told them he was going to give them. But when they got to the land, they got into doubt and unbelief. This is in Numbers 14, Numbers 13 and 14. They got into doubt and unbelief and they they, they questioned God. There's giants in the land. They weren't in faith. Their eyes were not on God. And God said to them, fine, you're not going to trust me. You're going back in the wilderness because I'm, I'm not taking you forward unless you get your eyes on what I've told you to do. And, and the, so most people know that passage. Now, what happened is that that night, the children of Israel tried. They regretted what they'd done. They got all upset and thought, oh, we should have gone into the land. We should have obeyed God. And now God has now told them, you're not going in the land, you're going into the wilderness for 40 years. So they cry, they have a pity party. The next morning, they all get up and they decided, we're going to go into the land. The number's 14. They decided, we're just going to do this. They just decided out by themselves to to do something, to act. We're going to go into the land and we're going to take the land that that, that, that God has brought us to. But God had not told them to do that. 
In fact, it was acting contrary to God's instructions. And what happened is they went in and they lost the battle. And the Bible says the ark, neither Moses nor the ark of the covenant went with them. The ark of the covenant represented the presence of God, the glory of God. Israel decided to act, but God was not in the action. And the Bible says that they presumed to act. It was something they just decided they were going to do to try and force God's hand. If I do this, it'll force God to heal me. No, if that's what you're trying to do with your actions, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. You're not trying to force God's hand by your actions. Okay. Actions come out of the heart. They're based upon the word and they're acts of obedience to the Holy Spirit. If it's anything else, it's not the right type of action. Amen. So hopefully that's helped some of you, and it's, uh, I appreciate you all joining us today. And let, let me just pray for you as before we end here. Father, I just thank you for all of the people that have been watching uh, the, the, these, this teaching tonight and the people who are going to watch the recordings. I thank you, Father God, that your blessing is upon them. I thank you, Lord, that you're helping them to grow in the Word of God. They're getting revelation from your Word. They're learning things as we do these studies. And I thank you that you are helping these people. To, to, to know how to approach you and to operate in faith to, to a much more powerful level. And Father, in addition to that, I thank you as well that we are getting results. I thank you that people are receiving healing. Thank you, Father God. We're going to get testimonies of people who are going to, who are going to listen to these teachings and they're going to receive healing right where they are. And right now, Anyone, anyone who's believing God for healing, any of you, just begin to do the things that we've we've been teaching in the last few weeks. Just begin right now out of your mouth to begin to verbally say, Father, I thank you. You're my healer. I thank you that healing is mine. I thank you, Lord God, for the healing anointing. I put confidence in your healing anointing and I receive that healing in my life now. I thank you, Father God, that healing is working in my body. And I give you praise for that. I give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Again, thank you for joining us. We've only got, um, I think we've got two two more cases uh, to study of the people who came to Jesus. I think it's two, it might be three. It's two, I think it's two because we did two tonight. Two more cases of the people who came to Jesus. And then we're going to finish up this whole section and we're going to move on to the ones that Jesus went to. And it's a different set of principles entirely. So we've got about two more weeks where we're looking at this side of it. The, the, the people